Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today we are reading Jeremiah chapters 35 through 37. This is the message the Lord gave Jeremiah when Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was king of Judah. Go to the settlement where the families of the Rechabites live and invite them to the Lord's temple. Take them into one of the inner rooms and offer them some wine. So I went to see Jezaniah, son of Jeremiah, and the grandson of Habazaniah, and all of his brothers and sons, representing all the Rechabite families. I took them into the temple and went into the room assigned to the sons of Hanan, son of Echabiah, a man of God. This room was located next to one used by the temple officials directly above the room of Masaniah, son of Shalom, the temple gatekeeper. I set cups and jugs of wine before them and invited them to have a drink, but they refused. No, they said, we don't drink wine because our ancestor Jehonadab, son of Rechab, gave us this command. You and your descendants must never drink wine and do not build houses or plant crops or vineyards, but always live in tents. If you follow these commands, you will live long good lives in the land. So we have obeyed him in all these things. We have never had a drink of wine to this day, nor have our wives, our sons, or our daughters. We haven't built houses or owned vineyards or farms or planted crops. We have lived in tents and have fully obeyed all the commands of Jehonadab, our ancestor. But when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon attacked this country, we were afraid of the Babylonian and Syrian armies, so we decided to move to Jerusalem. That is why we are here. Then the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, Go and say to the people in Judah and Jerusalem, Come and learn a lesson about how to obey me. The Rechabites did do not drink wine to this day because their ancestor Jehonadab told them not to. But I have spoken to you again and again, and you refuse to obey me. Time after time I sent you prophets who told you, Turn from your wicked ways and start doing things right. Stop worshiping other gods so that you might live in peace here in the land I have given you and your ancestors. But you would not listen to me or obey me. The descendants of Jehonadab, son of Rechab, have obeyed their ancestor completely. But you have refused to listen to me. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God, Lord God of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, because you refuse to listen or answer when I call, I will send upon Judah and Jerusalem all the disasters I have threatened. 
Then Jeremiah turned to the Rechabites and said, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. You have obeyed your ancestor Jehonadab in every respect, following all of his instructions. Therefore, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Jehonadab, son of Rechab, will always have descendants who serve me. During the fourth year that Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was king of Judah, the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah. Get a scroll and write down all my messages against Israel, Judah, and the other nations. Begin with the first message back in the days of Josiah and write down every message right up until the present time. Perhaps the people of Judah will repent when they hear again all the terrible things I have planned for them. Then I will be able to forgive their sins and wrongdoings. So Jeremiah sent for Baruch, son of Nerari, and, his, and as Jeremiah dictated all the prophecies that the Lord had given him, Baruch wrote them on a scroll. Then Jeremiah said to Baruch, I am a prisoner here and unable to go to the temple. So you go to the temple on the next day of fasting and read the messages from the Lord that I have, that I have had you write on this scroll. Read them so that the people who are there from all over Judah will hear them. Perhaps even yet they will turn from their evil ways and ask the Lord's forgiveness before it is too late. For the Lord has threatened them with his terrible anger. Baruch did as Jeremiah told him and read these messages from the Lord to the people of the temple. He did this on a day of sacred fasting held in late autumn during the fifth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah. People from all over Judah had come to Jerusalem to attend the services at the temple on that day. Baruch read Jeremiah's words on the scroll to all the people. He stood in front of the temple room of Jeremiah, son of Shaphan, the secretary. This room was just off the upper courtyard of the temple near the new gate entrance. When Micaiah, son of Jeremiah, the grandson of Shaphan, heard the messages from the Lord, he went down to the secretary's room in the palace where the administrative officials were meeting. Elishama, the secretary, was there, along with Deliah, son of Shemaiah, Ethanan, son of Akbor, Jeremiah, son of Shaphan, Zedekiah, son of Hanai, and all the other officials. When Micaiah told them the messages Baruch was reading to the people, the officials sent Jedani, son of Nethani, grandson of Shelmanai, the great-grandson of Cushai, to ask Baruch to come and read the messages to them too. So Baruch took the scroll and went to them. Sit down and read the scroll to us, the officials said, and Baruch did as they requested. When they heard all the messages, they looked at one another in alarm. We must tell the king 
what we have heard, they said to Baruch. But first, tell us how you got these messages. Did they come directly from Jeremiah? So Baruch explained, Jeremiah dictated them, and I wrote them down in ink, word for word, on the scroll. You and Jeremiah should both hide, the officials told Baruch. Don't tell anyone where you are. Then the officials left the scroll for safekeeping in the room of Elishama, the secretary, and went to tell the king what had happened. The king sent Judai to get the scroll. Jedoi brought it to Elishama's room and read it to the king as his officials stood by. It was late autumn, and the king was in a winterized part of the palace, sitting in front of a fire to keep warm. Each time Judahai finished reading three or four columns, the king took a knife and cut off that section of the scroll. Then he threw it into the fire section by section until the whole scroll was burned up. Neither the king nor his attendants showed any sign of fear or repentance at what they had heard. Even when Eliathan, Deliathala, Jeremiah begged the king not to burn the scroll, he would not listen. Then the king commanded his son Jeremel, Sarai, son of Azarel, and Shelemiah, son of Abdel, to arrest Baruch and Jeremiah. But the Lord had hidden them. After the king had burned the scroll on which Baruch had written Jeremiah's words, the Lord gave Jeremiah another message. He said, Get another scroll and write everything again just as you did on the scroll King Jehoiakim burned. Then say to the king, This is what the Lord says, You burned the scroll because it said that the king of Babylon would destroy this land and empty it of people and animals. Now, This is what the Lord says about King Jehoiakim of Judah. He will have no heirs to sit on the throne of David. His dead body will be thrown out to lie unburned, exposed to the heat of the day and the frost of the night. I will punish him and his family and his attendants for their sins. I will pour out on them and all the people of Jerusalem and Judah all the disasters I promised, for they would not listen to my warnings. So Jeremiah took another scroll and dictated again to his secretary, Baruch. He wrote down everything that he had been He wrote everything that had been on the scroll King Jehoiakim had burned in the fire. Only this time he added much more. Zedekiah, son of Josiah, succeeded Jehoiakim, son of Jehoiakim, as the king of Judah. He was appointed by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. But neither King Zedekiah nor his attendants nor the people who were left in the land listened to what the Lord had said through Jeremiah. Nevertheless, King Zedekiah sent Jechahul, son of Shemaiah, and Zephaniah the priest, son of Masaiah, to ask Jeremiah, Please pray to the Lord our God for us. Jeremiah had not yet been imprisoned, so he could come and go among the people as he pleased. 
At this time, the army of Pharaoh Hophra the, of Egypt appeared at the southern border of Judah. When the Babylonian army heard about it, they withdrew drew from their siege of Jerusalem. Then the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, The king of Judah sent you to ask me what is going to happen. Tell him Pharaoh's army is about to return to Egypt, though he came here to help you. Then the Babylonians will come back and capture the city and burn it to the ground. This is what the Lord says. Do not fool yourselves into thinking that the Babylonians are gone for good. They aren't. Even if you were to destroy the entire Babylonian army, leaving only a handful of wounded survivors, they would still stagger from their tents and burn the city to the ground. When the Babylonian army left Jerusalem because of Pharaoh's approaching army, Jeremiah Jeremiah started to leave the city on his way to the territory of Benjamin to claim his share of the property among his relatives there. But as he was walking through the Benjamin gate, a sentry arrested him and said, You are defecting to the Babylonians. The sentry making the arrest was Arijah, son of Shemaiah, grandson of Hananiah. That's not true, Jeremiah protested. I had no intention of doing such a thing. But Arijah wouldn't listen And he took Jeremiah before the officials. They were furious with Jeremiah and had him flogged and imprisoned in the house of Jonathan the secretary. Jonathan's house had been converted into a prison. Jeremiah was put into a dungeon cell where he remained for many days. Later, King Zedekiah, secretary, requested that Jeremiah come to the palace where the king asked him, Do you have any messages from the Lord? Yes, I do, said Jeremiah. You will be defeated by the king of Babylon. Then Jeremiah asked the king, What crime have I committed? What have I done against you, your attendants, or the people that I should be in prison like this? Where are your prophets now who told you that the king of Babylon would not attack you or this land? Listen, my lord the king, I beg you. Don't send me back to the dungeon in the house of Jonathan the secretary, for I will die there. So King Zedekiah commanded that Jeremiah not be returned to the dungeon. Instead, he was imprisoned in the courtyard of the guard in the royal palace. The king also commanded that Jeremiah be given a loaf of fresh bread every day as long as there was any left in the city. So Jeremiah was put in the palace prison. In today's reading, we see that God through Jeremiah gives yet another chance for the people, for the king, and all those officials to repent of their sins. He gives them yet another chance to get right with God. We see the officials are interested in listening to the message that Jeremiah had wrote down and given to the secretary, Baruch. They were interested, but when the king heard the message, he had it burned because he had no desire 
to repent of his sins. Isn't it amazing how gracious God is to give chance after chance, opportunity after opportunity for the people to repent? It is so clear when we read these words that God does not want anyone to perish. He doesn't want to punish anyone. His desire is to love them if they will repent of their ways and turn back to Him. That is the character of God. And so today, when we think about God, we, we do not think about Him as the harsh judge that so many people seem to be infatuated with. Rather, we see a God who is today giving many opportunities of repentance. As long as we have breath, the opportunity is there. But that opportunity will someday come to an end. And I pray that all who will listen to this this message and all of us that we can share the message with others that everyone will accept the free gift of forgiveness and mercy that comes from the Lord. But we must do so before it is too late. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.